You guys may not know this, but I had a podcast in the past, and it was a fun thing to do, but it was a challenge to get my podcast to all the locations where everybody listened to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the such were just a lot of work to manage to get everything where it needed to be. Now, though, I found Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too so that you can get paid to podcast. How awesome is that? Honestly, I'm really happy to find Anchor again because I love podcasting. I love talking about what I do and sharing with you all the things that I like to do as well. So if you're interested in starting a podcast like I am, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start and join today for your free podcast and become part of the community. I can't wait to hear what you put out on anchor.fm slash start. Hey everybody, welcome back to Elevated Office. My name is Eric McGrew. I'm the host of the show. I'm also the producer as well as I'm the owner of Eric's Tree Service in Montrose, Colorado. I want to welcome you to the 15th episode of Season 2 of Elevated Office. Today, of course, like always, we have an interesting topic. Today is going to be more focused on my climbing style. I get a lot of questions about that, and I find it kind of hard to talk about climbing concepts and ways of, you know, my methods of climbing that, that are understandable uh, via audio only, but today we're going to break it down and see if it isn't a little bit more handy. And we're going to do that by talking about my pole saw choices. Um, and specifically one of them, the silky pole saw, the, uh, silky Zubat or Zubat pole saw really, and how I choose to use that pole saw and why I climb with it. So let's get into it. All right, so before we get into talking about the product review for this episode, we're going to talk about our sponsors real quick. GapArborSupply.com, of course, is one of our sponsors, and then WeaverArborist.com as well. Gap Arborist Supply is a small shop that is climber and arborist owned and oriented. Kyle and Ray both know what they're talking about when it comes to gear. A lot of popular guys on Instagram buy through them. And they get a really good idea of how long equipment lasts and what equipment people are liking as a general rule and not. And they can help you kind of make some decisions based on your climbing style. All orders are free shipping in the continental U.S. and all orders over 100 bucks are free two-day shipping. So you get a good deal. Their prices are super competitive. And if you use Tree Climb, you get 10% off. Also... WeaverArborist.com has a number of products that I'm using now, not just because they sponsor me. I actually bought them before they started sponsoring me. And one of the uh, products that I'm using will go over in the review. So go check out WeaverArborist.com. They're coming out with new and interesting stuff. They're trying to be innovative and up-to-date, and they are doing a good job of it. So let's get into my product review of the week.
All right, guys, so I've been specifically told that people liked this aspect, so I'm bringing it back to the podcast. I'm trying to make it a regular aspect. Um, The product review for this episode is going to be over something that seems simple but really can be different. So you've got a, a number of options out there in the world for little slings and loop runners and all that kind of stuff. But one that's really unique that I use a lot is the chainsaw strap with ring from WeaverArborist.com. Now, once again, our Weaver Arborist does sponsor me. I do get product from them for free and things like that now. However, this was something I purchased before I was ever sponsored by them. So I wanted something that would go on the back handle of my big saws like my 461 or my 462 because that's what I used to run and um, my uh, 661 to be able to clip my lanyard to it and it not be rubbing on the chainsaw handle. Um, And and we'll go into, you know what, maybe we'll go into that uh, a little bit later. But the the thing about it is this little device is just a few bucks. Um, They are, I want to say like four or five dollars a piece. You can get them through uh, various different companies. Gap Arbor Supply actually carries them as well. And they come with a metal ring. And it is a, a, a piece of nylon loop runner that is stitched with a nylon uh, with a metal ring in it. And you girth hitch it around things, right? So the reason I'm covering this with the pole saw episode is because I actually use these like um, straps with the ring on it for my pole saws currently as well. Even though I'm developing something new that we'll talk about here in the future, I'm sure, this is what I'm using currently. And it allows me when I'm climbing with my Zubat to hook it onto my saddle via carabiner or um, it can be my carry tool uh, hook or, um, you know, organizer. And it is really easy to get on and off. Plus, I can put them on the back handle of a back handle saw, something bigger, and I can use them to hang my saws without the carabiner rubbing on the plastic and kind of making the plastic rough or slipping around. And like I said, we'll talk about that in another episode. So um, definitely go check them out. They're bright orange, which makes them easy to see. They're well-stitched. They're good quality nylon um, straps. So I, I really like them for the money you spend on them and the convenience they give. They give a lot of friction when they're um, girth hitched, so they don't slip around that much and things. They're actually really, really handy. So if you're kind of uh, fighting with your saws and stuff, and and for me, I run a recoil saw right now, um, a big boss for my big saws, but I don't like to have the carabiner um, right on my handle of my saw, and I don't like the hassle of having to girth hitch a recoil lanyard through the handle of the saw every time I want to use it as most people do with their girth or their recoil lanyards and I don't want to buy an expensive $60 lanyard for every saw that I own so this was a budget and very practical way to stop that give me just a slight bit more reach not that I really needed it with the the big boss full reach but it works really well so then they double, like I said, for my pole saws. So if you want one, go check them out at Gap Arbor Supply or WeaverArborist.com and see um, what you think about them. You can get them in 10-inch, 13-inch, 
and also in 15 inch with a snap instead of a ring. So just keep that in mind. Uh, they have a number of options. If you want something longer than that, then of course you can just take a loop runner and uh, sling it around a couple of times on the back handle. And it also becomes a, a strap for you to carabine through and hook onto your saddle or whatever. Um, also, because it has the ring, it makes it really easy to rack big saws on your saddle and um, takes away a lot of the guessing work and the discomfort. So, yeah, go check them out. They are the chainsaw strap with ring on Weaver Arborist or at GapArborSupply.com. All right, guys, let's get into my climbing style, climbing with a Zubat pole saw. stay with us we'll be right back you love listening to podcasts but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast maybe you want to build a brand grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby whatever your reason for making a podcast buzzsprout is the place to start since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. All right, so before you say anything, yes, I know, I know. I have talked about the Zubat pole saw before and climbing with pole saws, and I still hold true to all of that stuff. However, in this episode, we're not talking about why you should climb with a pole saw. I'm going to talk about what I use the pole saws for while climbing, right? So it is a little bit different. Um, some people still don't get why I climb with a pole saw. That's fine. That's on them. I, You know... I can't change your perspective of things, and I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to open you up to some new ideas, possibly, that maybe you haven't tried before. And, uh, you know, I got a guy once on um, the YouTube video that I did about uh, trimming out the locust tree with a pole saw, and he said something like, um, well, how long did it take you to do that tree? And I, I, I stated a time frame, and he's like, oh, well, I could have done it that fast without the pole saw. Well, okay, that's fine. Maybe he could, maybe he couldn't, but the the reason, you know what? There's so much more to it than that, right? So, if you haven't yet, look in the description of this episode uh description and I'll link to why you should climb with a pole saw or why I climb with a pole saw and um you guys can make a better decision on there. And I'll also put the video up about me trimming the locust tree with the pole saw. Okay. So you can kind of get an idea of what's going on with that. If you want to research it a little bit more, if you haven't heard those episodes and that kind of stuff. Anywho, the reason that I'm talking about this today is because I get questions um, fairly frequently, actually, about my climbing style. And I I find that it's overwhelming to try to talk about my climbing style in, in concepts. Um, and, and that's what this is when it's in audio, right? I have to try to explain visually through words what I'm doing. So I figured that it would be a lot more concise, a lot more tolerable for you guys and gals to listen to and be a lot more entertaining if I broke it down into some of the the aspects of climbing that I have. For instance, climbing with a pole saw. So 
the truth of the matter is, is that I use two pole saws. Um, the two pole saws that I currently use right now are the Silky Zubat and also the Silky Hayuchi or Hayachi. I don't know how you say it, but it's one of the two, right? And the Silky Zubat is a extendable pole saw that reaches up to 13 feet. And when it's in fully closed position, I want to say it's seven feet or something like that. Um, it runs a standard Silky Zubat blade. And it has a standard Silky Zubat um, scabbard on it. So there's a number of benefits to that. And this isn't really a pros and cons uh, part in the, in the video or in the podcast. It's really just about how I use the thing. But it's important that I mention these things for a couple of reasons. One, because the Zubat is actually really lightweight. So that's really great because when you're climbing, the last thing you want is a really heavy saw on you. And to be honest with you, other than the length of the saw kind of banging around in certain uh, occasions and things, I forget that the Zubat's on me most of the time. And it's not unbearable to have the saw on me when I have my two, 201 or something like that on me as well. And if I'm really up in the canopies, then I might go down to like the uh, Echo 2511T and use that and it's even lighter right now on the opposing side while i do from time to time climb with the hayuchi um, which is a 21 foot extension pole saw it's not the common saw for me to use for numerous factors but one of them is that it's considerably heavier so i have that saw sent up to me as needed by my groundy but the zubat on the other hand I'll have it sent up once and I'll hang it in the tree or hang it on my saddle and I'll move around with it. So why do I use the Zubat pole saw in my climbing style? Well, um, because I really believe heavily in the importance of tip pruning. And this becomes a, a slightly controversial thing. Um, I find that a lot of guys and their viewpoint of tip pruning and my viewpoint of tip pruning are not quite the same. I'm super, um, I'm just anal and obsessive about things a lot of times. And so I really get out there and I start like uh, thinning the very tips of, of branches, like all the way out to the very tip with um, pole saws and pole pruners. Um, and we'll talk about some of that here in the future as well. And I do staggering um, branch removal or crossing branch removal and stuff. Uh, to thin it because we get gusts of wind that are you know well up to 100 miles an hour and I find that there's less breakage when the whole canopy is evenly thinned. It's super time consuming but when people pay for my services they get what they pay for and they pay for what they get. Um, it's it's just how it is. I bid my work that way because I am obsessive. I am anal. So if you don't know, I, I'm an artist. I went to Art Institute of Atlanta of all places uh, after high school and I sculpt and I design. And to me, my pruning of trees really is art. Um, I don't just thin them for health, but I also work on them for art. So uh, when when you consider the fact that I'm a guy that's oh, I don't know, 215 pounds in the middle of the summer, maybe 210, and um, I'm carrying my gear on me, and I'm, I've got chainsaw pants on, and I've got my saddle and all my gear. I'm probably uh, 225, uh, 230 maybe, and then you start getting out to the very tips of cottonwoods and willows, 
well, um, you're only going to move out so far and feel comfortable. At some point, you just say to yourself, whoa, buddy, this is not cool, and I'm just going to stay here. So to avoid just leaving that dense brush on the tip of the, the trees, I often climb with a pole saw. And of course, now, there's all kinds of reduction cuts that I make in different things with the pole saw. Um, I will say that with the pole saw, I'm not going to be like nitpicking tiny branches with it. I tend to use other tools for that, which we'll go into in the future. And um, But I do reduce like crossing lateral branches and different things like that. Uh, sometimes I take out, you know mildly significant structural branches that are crossing or whatever from one branch to another uh, or space them out. So if they're really close together, like on willows and cottonwoods, even elms, they tend to cluster real bad. Ash trees are really bad about it as well. They, they cluster in these areas and it becomes this leveraged weight on the very end. And when you watch them in the wind before you prune them and then you watch them in the wind after they're trimmed, then you see that the branches um, before they were pruned move like a fish pole with a fish on it. The very end of it just dives down and dips, right? The rest of the branch is pretty stable, but that end is just dipping, and it's showing that it's going gonna, it's gonna to break at some point because of all that weight hanging. And then when you move, you remove some of this stuff out there, that branch starts to move more like a noodle, the, the end goes, the tip goes down and then it comes up and it waves back and forth almost like an S shape or a snake or something. And that's how they should move. That's what makes them stable. Very similar concept to the movement of um, earthquake proof buildings. Uh, if you show somebody a model of an earthquake proof building, it starts to wobble really bad at fairly um, low volume frequency of earthquake movement. And if you ask some untrained person which building is going to fall, they're always going to say the one that moves the most because the other one is barely moving at all and it looks stable. But once those frequencies move in a more rapid wave pattern, the one that was really moving heavily at low frequencies becomes more stable because it's counterbalancing itself. And the one that was really rigid at low ones starts to break and, and topple over. Trees are very much the same way. It's, it's really a good thing to learn how to watch for movement in trees. And because I know this stuff, because I've studied it and I'm watching it, and I'm not claiming to be perfect at it, but I am pretty good at what I do. And um, I am working really hard to be better every day. I don't want to miss sections of the tree that may create these dense areas that wind can grab easily and rip apart. And, um, there, well, there's a whole lot of concepts about wind and how they move across trees. Maybe I'll do a, a show on what I know about that. Um, that would be like 30 seconds probably. But, um, so the thing is, is that I do climb with a pole saw, uh, because I can get to a lot of tips of branches like that. Now the, the challenge with a pole saw, of course, um, it doesn't matter if you're using a Hayuchi or a Zubat or, uh, a, a Corona saw or any other brand even the the challenge is is that oftentimes you're at an awkward position for cutting so it does take a bit of training um, you use a lot of core muscles to do it and it takes a bit more training your body to to learn how to place your feet to to learn how to use um, I use a lot of like foot slings I might even 
um, put an English Prusik on my climb line, put two uh, slings off of that or whatever, or double one through an eye or a carabiner and split it in half and both feet on it. And it gives you more stability to be able to use your pole saw without flopping around and things. But it took training for me to figure this out. But once I got it under control, I found that even in lower areas of the canopy, what I could do is I could actually get around and I could pole saw areas that were 10 feet away from me and do it appropriately, reducing down to the branch collar without stripping, without this kind of stuff. I mean, um, making good quality cuts with a pole saw and I didn't have to fight to get out to that area. I wasn't having to move all over the canopy for every section. I could actually stabilize in a very, you know, strategic section and then I could get a whole area around me from either just barely moving around, doing a little bit of limb walking or using the pole saw. Now, there are times that you just have to climb the canopy and that's fine. I don't mind that. The pole saws come in handy in two occasions for me. Um, mildly broad canopies that aren't super broad, but let's say that the whole canopy is maybe 20 foot, 30 foot wide, and then extremely big canopies. We're talking canopies that are like well over the 40 foot diameter range, um, like the big cottonwoods and big elm trees. Um, because what happens with the big ones is you can't really get out to the ends as easily, especially elm trees. If you know anything about Siberian elms or ash trees, they tend to really dive at the end. So you're climbing up over an arch and then you're getting down on the very tips and there's always tons of leaf weight and leverage there. And when you put your body weight on it, even with your, you know, yourself on your climb lines with redirects and everything, they don't like that extra weight. They tend to break. And on top of that, because they already have so much weight on the ends, they tend to bounce and swing and things and it makes it hard to get out there and manage those branches especially to thin them like you need to so i find that a combination of the silky zubat pole saw in those cases i can get close enough i can trim out what i need to make selective cuts i can thin it out make it look really clean and airy get sunlight into the inner canopy where it needs to be with air and even moisture from dew and rain it also resists the wind better because now it's more open and it's flowing better. It needs to be trimmed less for damage control. Um, so they can go, you know, on a big Siberian elm out here, uh, a client can usually go five to six years before the tree actually needs to be trimmed again. And um, I can do all of that with less fatigue. And you'll hear me talk about fatigue a lot, but what people don't understand, if you've ever taken a safety class, doesn't matter if it's climbing, doesn't matter if it's even arborist oriented, but even in manufacturing, if you ever take a safety class, what you'll find is that fatigue is one of the biggest causes of accidents. So I, even as climbers, yeah, we're strong, we're, we're, you know, we have endurance, we have cardio or whatever it might be that you think you have or that you do have. But if you're having to climb everywhere, all over the tree, all day long, and you're rushed to get a bunch of trees done because that's how the job was bid, and you're doing this, and you're doing that, and you're doing the other, then there's a good chance that you're going to miss a cliff in, you're going to miss a, a, a knot control or a device control, or you're going to um, grab the wrong line, especially when you're tired. You're going to fall off of a branch, even if you're tied in, swing all the way back and hit the trunk, or whatever it might be.
and all of those things can be very dangerous um misuse your saw misplace it hit your line hit your lanyard whatever and that's because you are fatigued now if you can reduce that fatigue get the job done just as well and get it done equally fast then why not and so that's really the point of me using the silky zubat so i also like the silky because when i have lower canopy stuff that i can reach from the ground deadwood and things like that then i can reach up and it's a lot lighter than the um, hayuchi is now i will say if the silky gets to its full max reach which is 13 foot and you're trying to reach out there and use just the nubbin of the branch i mean of the um, blade to cut the blade can get pinched and because the blades are fairly thin especially after heat fatigue and various other things um, it, you push it and it gets stuck and it folds and eventually it will snap the tip off or halfway through or whatever so keep that in mind you do have to watch how you use them and you have to watch how fatigued they're becoming but another good facet to or aspect of the silky zubats pole saw for me climbing is that you can actually buy through um, the silky distributor so like gap arbor supply gets them for me but you can buy a fine tooth blade now it's not super super fine tooth but in comparison to like the standard pro model and the extra large teeth or the large teeth zubats it's considerably finer tooth and it helps me cut really hardwood easily so it's really easy to cut through um, deadwood, for instance, on, on cottonwood, elm. Um, uh, it works really well on juniper and cedar, um, pines and things that have deadwood. I, I find that the teeth don't chatter as much trying to get a curve started. And once it's started, it cuts through really easily. Plus, when you're doing like um, distant uh, epicormic growth that you want out of there for thinning and things, the fine tooth blade doesn't shred the epicormic growth as you cut it as easily. It actually cuts it much cleaner, making a better area for the tree to, to wound wood over and callus over. So the Zubat really has a lot of benefits to it, and I love climbing with the thing. Just know if you do drop it because it is you know somewhat light construction, it may very well bend you may not be able to get the uh, if it's fully extended you may not be able to get the poles back in if it's not fully extended if it's completely closed and you drop it and it hits a log it may dent and you can't extend it um, so keep that in mind that's why i use that uh, chainsaw strap that i was mentioning from uh, weaver arborist to keep mine hooked onto my saddle uh, i use a, a carry tool for it we'll go over that in another episode as well and it helps me just keep it on me and i have another trick that i'll talk about it maybe instead of um the next episode having a product review i'll do a product tip a mod tip that will help you um as i talk about some other stuff so yeah i really do like the zubat pole saw for climbing it's super handy and it's it's become a part of my regular arsenal zephyr actually has gotten to where he likes using it as well um, pole sawing in a tree, just like pole saw work on the ground, is awful. Um, it's even worse in the tree for sure, especially if you're trying to get through bigger wood and whatever. But I've done a lot of um, sketchy dead removal with my pole saws, and I wouldn't have dared gotten out close to that stuff 
uh, because of the bug rot and whatever in the proximity of uh, delicate structures or whatnot and the pole saws made it super manageable so yeah I, I think it should be something that um, you at least consider and that's how I'm one of the the common ways that I'm climbing right now now that being said as well I want you to know I don't use a pole saw for every climb there are some climbs um, probably about 40% of my climbs have pole saws in them and about 60 don't so just keep that in mind the canopy really determines to me whether or not I need the pole saw and um, that helps me out quite a bit now with my ornamental pruning that I do a lot of like 20 foot tall trees yeah I'm using the pole saw the whole time uh, I don't even climb those trees a lot of times it just depends and I get them uh, taken care of so hope that helps you guys out um, if you want to know something specific about my climbing style let me know I don't mind sharing it sometimes it's hard to come up with the idea because it's just something I do it's it's normal and natural to me um, if there if I don't know maybe I'll go over certain things I don't like about my climbing style that could be different that I'm working on changing if that's interesting to you let me know um, you can hit me up at Instagram if you look up at Eric E-R-I-C underscore McGrew M-C-G-R-E-W that's at Eric underscore McGrew then we can um, have a conversation you can leave me a comment or a direct message and I'll I'll see what you want. What am I what am I doing um, with the show that you would like to see different? What am I not doing with the show that you would like to see? Um, and what are topics that you want me to go over? I'm super interested to know. Uh, also, please don't forget to follow us on Facebook. You can find us under Elevated Office on Facebook, and also you can follow me at Eric McGrew. Dot I think it's uh, seventy seven. Uh, on Facebook as well. If you look up Eric McGrew or Tree Climber Eric McGrew or something like that, uh, you can find me. If you're interested at all in my business for some reason, uh, Eric's Tree Service in Montrose, Colorado, there's some information about it on Instagram, of course, and also there's some information about me on um, Eric's Tree Montrose.com. So you can check that out. All the links are in the description below. Go check out my sponsors, GapArborSupply.com as well as weaverarborist.com and see what you think of them. Uh, do you have ideas that you would like to see uh, implemented in a product? I'm an innovator for Weaver now and that might be something that we can do. Um, is there feedback or whatever? I, I'm not guaranteeing anything, but I, I will see what I can do if I can pull any strings to make things better. Because what I want is what's better for the arborist community. Also, as one last little information, I do have Elevated Office podcast baseball caps. It's right here in front of the mic. I know you can't see it. Go check out Instagram. You will see it there. And if you're interested in one, let me know. Um, they're 20 bucks shipped, and I, I will be more than happy to get you one sent out. I've got some other designs coming in, and we will go from there. So thanks, guys, for the support, and I will see you guys in the next one.